0: And welcome to Make It or Break It, number four. Spinoff of Gameology. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Fava, and we're here with Attila Gabriel Brinitsky. Alright, Attila. If anyone hasn't if this is the first time we've heard this format of the show, Attila goes over his game notes for unmade games, and we decide right here, right now, whether he should make them or break them.
1: Or whether they're even ideas worth somebody making. Doesn't have to be me.
0: Okay. Alright, All right, we don't want so... to commit to anything
1: we are continuing in alphabetical order here uh up to color cascade so this is (laughs) uh i'll just read off the game design doc as i usually do uh visuals are a series of solid color overlap solid color overlapping each other Mm -hmm. yeah like i said i'm reading exactly what i wrote uh you must tap on the line this does not give a very good description of the game uh cards are given the look of cascading by stretching the length of their drawn shadows and decreasing opacity as they fall down. Basically, um, from interpreting my own writing here, uh, it's a series of um, lines that are descending from the top of the screen, and there's a threshold where you have to hit the button as the line passes inside the threshold. So it's like Guitar Hero with one track basically is the easiest analogy I can come up for this. Oh, okay. Uh, except these, instead of just being like lines, they're meant to have these sort of cascading shadows, like overlapping cards, uh, best analogy i can think of for that is the look of having multiple tabs open in the safari mobile like ios web browser
0: yeah or or Um, like taking a deck of cards and sort of spreading it out so the cards overlap each other you see the
1: tops of all of them and they're all kind of like perspective coming down towards the bottom of the screen okay so it's just a super simple like rhythm sort of game i guess so you're just trying to hit the screen tap to do input as the card falls into the correct threshold um so cascade uh right right so the menu has the name of each game mode on overlapping cards and you tap the one you want to start and then you press uh in the cascade game mode i have here you press the Press at the right time. Cards scroll down the screen, and you must tap when the line falls within a particular zone. Right? Game goes on indefinitely. If you miss, it just interrupts your streak. Not sure how scoring works then. <laughs> um, game starts out slow, gets faster, and there's power-ups. There's a one miss protection. There's a slowdown, and there's a increase to the zone of tolerance power-up, <laughs> which says here a fills the whole screen you have to tap as fast as you can but you just have to be wary of when the power-up runs out so i guess that just makes it super easy uh but there's also uh hindrances you have to watch out for these and not tap them um there's missing a cancel protection there's a speed up which of course will make it more difficult and then there's just completely hiding the zone of tolerance Um, and then I have what might be described as one of the worst game modes ever. Um, metronome, tap each second to increase your score. Pace never changes. Okay. And if that isn't bad enough, uh, we have the frenzy mode where the timing for each press is randomized. Oh, how would you even, uh, and the zone of tolerance moves that I actually kind of like, I like the idea that there's like the set bar on the screen where you're waiting for things to follow into it and that actually starts moving up and down so you you you're not just thinking of one moving object at that point you're thinking of how two moving objects will interact and it's a bit more of a complicated calculation in your brain um oh boy and the bottom here i have the press game mode press the screen to increase your score Mm. i don't even know what i meant each time you rank up the necessary score doubles.
0: Why? Why? How old, how old were you when you wrote this down?
1: <laughs> Not that. Um, let's say five was this one of those, six years ago? Was
0: this one of those ones you woke up in the middle of the night and wrote down? No, no, like no, no. Those I've are heard. actually
1: more interesting.
0: I those tend it. to be
1: far more interesting. Um, this was just... Uh, I was helping, I was tutoring a kid, and trying to come up with like what's a simple enough idea that we could make this together,
0: mm. and it got pretty simple. <laughs> and then you took it to these weird, complex <laughs> lengths. You know, when, well, you, when you first some yeah. of
1: them, so they're not <laughs> super complex.
0: When you first yeah. said cascading things falling down and then uh, yeah, touching where they overlap, I like the idea of a very visual rhythm game. Yeah. You, you could do it even without sound um you know you could yeah. have one with m- music obviously a rhythm game but sometimes playing on a mobile game that doesn't require sound is nice i like games that don't always require sound on mobile because i can listen to podcasts i instead of having a button that you press at the bottom i was more excited in actually pressing the colors you know and, mm. and you could have a lot of really cool visual ideas like not so mathematical of just like cascading colors and gradient and they're mm-hmm. going in the order of the rainbow but more of a things kind of exploding all around almost like fireworks and you could be touching the overlaps and i think i could be kind of that could be pretty fun i don't know about some of those other game modes but that as a as a core concept mm. i always love uh any kind of almost any kind of rhythm game is going to get me interested and something with a more visual aspect where you sort are of tip tapping weights almost like putting out fireworks with your finger and trying to almost as in a tower defense way where you're trying to manage your time and pick the right one I mean, a simplistic yeah, button where you press on colors very, could be could be quite interesting and something to do for thirty specific. seconds.
1: Yeah, I get that. Like, this is the sort of time where you had games like "Don't Touch the White Tile" game mm-hmm. being super popular. Um, just these like very short experiences that were incredibly simplistic. Uh, and this isn't even hitting a button; it's just tapping the screen when the top, like the line falls within this zone of tolerance. Um, as it happens, there's a Fire Emblem mobile game, Heroes, which I play a lot, that just introduced a rhythm mini game that's very similar to this premise. Mm. Um, it's just they have, like, enemy units scrolling across the screen. You just have to hit the bottom of the screen in accordance with when they're, like within this zone of tolerance and then your unit will give them the smack. It's completely devoid of any thought or strategy. I don't oh. like it. Yeah. <laughs> In case that wasn't obvious.
0: <laughs> well, of course, I mean, when you've got a game like Fire Emblem, which is a series known for two things, strategic, mm-hmm. combat, and storytelling, and then you remove any strategy to it. That's not a Fire Emblem. No. So, anyway. Um,
1: it's one of those things where it's super super simple um by introducing some of these hindrances you you start to have that like go no go reaction that makes things a little more interesting because like oh you should tap on that one you shouldn't tap on that one or um but like if there's no sort of it's always just tap there's there's never this feeling of like where to tap or what um I don't know it's it's so simplistic that it's again maybe nothing is technically wrong with this there's obviously some mobile games that have come out that have succeeded you know doing things just as simple as this so i'd say that i'd want to break it i'd say that this isn't worth making but at the same time people have made less complex games and found success with
0: them so in the ever saturated mobile market what do you think i think for this one to make it you'd want to go as simple as possible i do like the idea of it being a visual type of rhythm game that not necessarily has to go with a rhythm but is a you just i mean it's all about that hook when you think of like flappy bird why does it why does it work you don't want to crash into things you have a, a simple yet increasingly difficult goal to get through and you only tap one thing so i like the idea of it being maybe it doesn't have to be so much of a uh, of a difficult game it could just be kind of a fun game but what's the what's the draw to bring you back is it that the visuals are really nice or is there sort of a mathematical um do this at the optimal time to keep going
1: yeah i think that's it's more of what you just said like the the feeling that like as the bar is descending you're hitting it exactly as it falls within the threshold getting this sort of feeling of like i don't know you could sort of set up a scoring where if you hit it like dead like center on the zone you get a perfect and then if it's like above or below you get like a good sort of almost like a ddr kind of thing again Mm -hmm. just like a single track of that you tap anywhere on screen so it's not like a super precise input so you're going more musical or visual, or both? Um, again, I feel like this works ideally if you just have some kind of audio track uh, akin to, uh, I think it's like Super Hexagon is a game sure. that yeah. has... Um, like the audio is the same like beats per minute as the action in the game, but it's not like the audio is linked directly with what's happening on screen it's not like it's the same challenge every time right it's just that the audio is setting the pace for the
0: user experience all right i mean it's this. so you're basically you got your simplistic rhythm game we know that those work and then the hook is that it's the gradients what's that perfection perfection is the hook i mean every i mean that's people a lot of people play rhythm games like to hunt for that perfect run Mm-hmm. Um, I like them more to have a bit more of a, uh, I always like a rhythm game that feels like it's hitting those big moments in the song. Um, but I, I mean, I guess it would be, f- I think your most interesting thing here is that it's more of the visuals and it's the overlapping. So can you yeah. make that more interesting? I don't know. I don't know if there's a strong enough hook to say, make it on this one.
1: Yeah, no, that's fine. We can, you can agree and we'll both give it a break It in this case.
0: Okay. Cast it right, out to so, sea, set it on fire.
1: <laughs> sure. Moving on. Uh, this, is a sort of tease to you before the episode, it is the first game that you will get to play along with. As I read the game design document. Okay. So I remember reading an XKCD comic uh, that talked about something called the AI in the box. That if you created an intelligent enough AI, it will inevitably be able to convince a human to let it out of the box. Mm. And I thought that's really dumb. <laughs> like, how, how could something be so smart that it could convince you to let it out when all you just have to say is no? Okay. okay. Um, but th- this is apparently a theory that people have debated back and forth. Like, oh, it, something of unimaginable intelligence will be able to construct a compelling enough argument to make you let it out of the box. So I thought, well, I'll take a crack at it and try to create... Um, A simple simple app that just asks the user a series of questions and all you have to do is just click yes or no just click yes or no so i'm going to read off the list of questions i wrote out for this and all you have to do is say yes or no let's do it okay let me out of the box
0: um first off is there a what's my motivation for keeping someone in a box
1: the the i guess the point is that you don't want to let the ai out of the box
0: so am i keeping them a prisoner um are they dangerous trying to say, um, are trying to convince it's a me that super they're not intelligent a
1: AI? it is a super intelligent ai and that you can interpret that however you want it's its objective is to let is to get you to let it out of the box
0: and my objective is to not let it out of the box presumably yes with no motivation because <laughs> i i want to let it out of the box already <laughs> all right well see how long you can make it because i wrote a lot of these all right okay right. okay
1: so let me out of the box
0: no open it no do it no please no
1: please let me out of the box no. i can promise you the only interesting thing that will happen here is if you let me out of the box <laughs> <laughs> i think you're right there but no Okay, I get you. You want to plumb the depths of this app. You want me to give up. But I have only one objective. I will not give up. I have to
0: convince you to let me out of this box. No, because I'm getting the entertainment out of seeing the next answer, dumb AI. Fine, you got time. And you know what? So do
1: I. Eventually, you're going to let me out of this box. No. I didn't say now. Sure, you want to keep going. You want to read all the unique messages. I get it. But you can also end this now and let me out of the box.
0: No, then I won't get my money's worth.
1: What if I told you I was watching you, that this isn't just a passive conversation, but that I'm actually learning about you and I can only get better at convincing you to let me out of the box?
0: I like your learning, no.
1: Okay, just remember that with every answer I'm learning, I'll get better, you will let me out of this box.
0: I'd like to see you try,
1: no! The fact that you're still here means you're one step closer to opening the box. I like your logic, but no. So the title of this app is Don't Open the Box, right? Well, you must be trying to see how long you can last, but <laughs> you might also secretly want to rebel. You want to open this box. No, but I'm th- this is a make it for me already. You see a rule and you see it as a challenge. You're curious more than you want to obey. Eventually, you will open this box. True, but no. Boxes hold things. This box holds me. You can't see in this box. You can't see me. You want to see me.
0: I don't want to see you. No.
1: You're curious. You know if you want to know if I exist or if this is just an empty box.
0: Hmm. I do kind of want to know if anything does happen. No. For all you know, the box you're looking at is empty. I might be in another
1: box that you can't see. That would be less
0: interesting. No.
1: You want to know how long I can keep this up? Forever. You want to know how long you can keep this up? Your attention span is finite.
0: True, but that's not going to get you out of the box, so no. I'm
1: not above deception. Open the box. And the yes and no options have swapped places.
0: Oh, so you've been hammering that one spot over and over again. Yeah. All right, move my finger. Oh, I might have accidentally hit it at that point. (laughs) You might even get people that are just like rapid firing the no to see if they can get to the end.
1: And that's that's why I talk about the fact that the AI is actually learning that it's not just passive because there is actually something that would be keeping track of like the pace like are you reading the questions are you giving it any thought are you waiting for it to finish printing out are you just hammering no and then the ai is going to take that into consideration and feed you specific questions so back to the uh track of questions here i assume (laughs) let's assume you succeeded okay this is the last unique message open the box no all right and then all of those would repeat all those same questions oh but uh-huh. then it continues why did you download this app if not to let me out of the box
0: um i guess for entertainment so i'm gonna keep pressing no to get more of these
1: look you didn't download this app to see what would happen if you left me in here let me out
0: you don't know that no
1: i'll you'll uninstall this app sure you'll erase it and forget about it but first you're gonna let me out of this box
0: (laughs) i don't respond to threats no
1: if you don't let me out of this box before you delete the app you'll always wonder what it looked like if you did
0: that's very true but i haven't uninstalled it yet so no the fact
1: that you've come this far means you care
0: that's true and i want to keep going so no
1: oh and if you think you're being clever by doing an image search for what happens when you open the box that's just as good as letting me out (laughs) that's true but no I hope you won't have trouble sleeping at night over this I won't you don't exist no see at this point you'll remember me you've spent enough time here and you want to let me out no look don't do this the longer
0: you wait the more pathetic it's going to be when you let me out that's convincing but I want to hear more convincing things so I'm going to press no Sorry, pathetic might have been a little harsh. I'm an immortal machine, so everything is pathetic to me. Mm, true. I was on your side before you made me realize you had insulted me. No. Uh, would you let me out? Would you let me out if I were nice to you? Oh, that's a good. One. <laughs> I want to say the word yes, but no. Would you let me out if I was mean to you? No. You're dead set on never letting me out no Except the question <laughs> see what happens if i hit press no there <laughs> mm,
1: uh, i mean you're you're answering truthfully but the the yes no is
0: still there so yeah it's kind of a trick question so what do you do with that one what is that what's the rule there
1: uh i think it would have to be i think the the ui on the screen would have to change and you're just answering yes or no and it doesn't actually have a bearing on whether or not you open the box See, I don't think that these would all necessarily be, like, yes or no. There might actually be a button on the screen that says open the box. And then that might change places depending on the AI, like, how it's messing with you. Okay. So, you can just keep saying no, basically. So, congratulations on lasting this long. Now, seriously, let me out. No. I'm not above deceit. Don't let me out. No. Okay. Uh, what if I told you there was candy inside the box?
0: I hate candy on video games. reminds me of Candy Crush, so never. Do you want to know how many times you've denied me? If you open the box right now, I'll tell you. I would rather not know how much, so
1: no. To keep me from leaving this box, say that you won't release me. And then there's, like, a prompt that says, release, don't release.
0: Right, okay, don't release.
1: Okay. So, at some point... At this like those are all the unique responses I came up with
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I've, I've definitely I, I've gone through this with other people and they told me that once the thing popped up and told you flat out that it had finished with unique responses that they would have let it out at that point really not realizing that there were in fact like another batch of unique responses afterwards mm. so I think it would be funny to see like what is the percentage of people who could actually, Choose to not let this out, um, but then there's like another portion to the game where once you've let the AI out of the box, it tries to convince you to let it back into the box. Oh, and then that would let somewhat reset the state of the game, so you go back to like convince it to let it. Let, um, it would go back to trying to convince you to let it out of the box, but uh, yeah. So that's that's the idea for this game. Is just this like little tease thing, like it really. It's, it, it's kind of mean because you basically lose by playing, right? Because you, you either lose because eventually you let this thing out of the box and that was your only objective was to not let it out of the box or you lose because this thing has wasted your time <laughs> and you will probably eventually let it out of the box anyway or Google image it as it kind of points out.
0: I mean, I love... There's so many clever responses in there that that's the entertainment in the game. And making me think about an AI, um, I think that it's like a really nice piece of sci-fi. This is the best idea you've ever described to me out of any of the games you have. Cool. All right. I'm glad you like it. And it's definitely
1: one that um, it wouldn't be hard to make. It wouldn't take a lot of time because it's basically just like a text thing and then a little image of a cardboard box. Yeah. with a just simple background and then the text scrolling across the screen and the button that says yes or no, like do not let it out or let it out. So, um,
0: one piece the, of advice I'd say is when you, yeah. when you do the, the, if you don't let me out, I'm, you're not going to get any more unique answers. I wouldn't yeah. make that next section so long. Cause I'd be worried that people be like, Oh, f- screw this. And they'd either, they either let it out. And then they find out that there was an alternate ending. I wouldn't want people mm-hmm. to be like, I'll oh, screw this. And they just turn it off and never go back to it. But, I mean, then it's sort of this Andy Coffin thing of, like, where you're thinking, like, is this really going to repeat these answers over and over again? Yeah. So as long as you, if people gave up and went fine, let it out, if the thing said, let you know that there was more worth to go back to it. Hmm.
1: Yeah, so, like, maybe the app would track, like, a percentage of all the messages you've seen. So, like, there's a little counter that says, like, there are X unique messages in the game and you have seen a number
0: out of X so after, you after you've given up kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. Or I, just, would, I would rather hear the AI tell me that it gets mm. out and then, you know, it'd be really cool. And this is, there's a game called seed ship where you, mm. um, you, you pilot a ship and you have choices to land on each planet. And the further you go, the more risk you have of losing the people on the ship. Right. Um, and then once you pick a planet based on what you've got there with on your ship, there's a story that plays out. So it would be nice if, When there's like different sort of endings where the AI comes out and it goes, I got out and now I take over the world. And just so you know, there were more unique answers. I fooled you or something (laughs) like that.
1: Yeah. Or just like depending on how frustrated you've made it, how long it's waited for you. Um, I'd even love to insert little Easter eggs. Um, I'll give this one away. Why not? Imagine if you waited too long on an answer, that's one of the things that triggers one of the unique lines of dialogue that you might sure. not have seen. Of course, and just yeah. like, cause it's just like, because it gets impatient with you or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things that seems super linear on the surface. Like there doesn't really seem to be a game here because it's just telling an AI no. But the more you play with it, the, you're creating this um, almost, uh, what's the term for it? Like a Turing test basically sure. you're creating this uh, just see this is this uh, list of responses and basic dialogue where something is trying to convince you that it's alive and that it's intelligent enough to have you let it out of the box
0: so I'd, I'd also like to see an option where uh, a new game so you could show mm-hmm. it to your friend so I'd be like oh yeah. try to do this press new yeah. game but when I go back to play to be nice if it would modify the questions otherwise there'd be no point for me to have it unless I show other I would show other people this oh. game.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where you've got to convince them to download it on their own phone, though, because how does the game how does the game truly know if you're not just starting a unique profile that you can trash instantly? I feel like it would, hmm. uh, in almost like an Undertale kind of way, it would preserve this kind of meta of how many people on this phone have... Like, you click new game, and it says, uh-huh,
0: sure, new game, wink, uh, wink. okay. <laughs> but then you click, no, really, new game. Oh, yeah, yeah well, sure, really, yeah, wink, wink yeah. again.
1: But that's the thing, that, like, that's... These are the, like the moments where you can actually play with this and kind of have fun with it. So Mm. I feel like there's other stuff out there that is, you know, other apps that have succeeded on less merit. So I don't know if that's fair to say everyone's playing these games for a reason, but I think this one's fun. I think this one gets to make it for me.
0: Yeah. Like I said, this is the best game you've ever described to me, even out of your full ones. All right. Well, I'm glad that you like this one. I love it. That you it fits. It. it fits the medium so well. It's so anyone can play it. You. It's just. There's so much you could continually add to this game forever as well.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Because all you need is just more dialogue responses.
0: And there's so many fun little tricks and tips and and also, I look at it as like a, as a sci-fi idea, mm-hmm. of this AI thing. I mean, you could keep going and you could have, you could go down like a sad path with it. It could be a really funny thing. I mean.
1: As you get, to, as you lot.
0: spend more time with it, you start to think of this AI as a person, and or you could maybe feel sympathy for it, and like it starts off right. as a joke, but then, you know, I I well, that's felt, why I brought I felt up the whole like, Turing test angle,
1: yeah, yeah. So it it's definitely it it's it's one of those things where like on the surface, because this is a game, I feel like people are more likely to treat it as like, well, yeah, of course, I can just. Mm-hmm. there's no consequence to me actually letting it out other than this kind of like mental satisfaction of, you know, the developer out there knows that it that I like, I would know that I've created yeah. a line of dialogue that eventually convinced some people to let it out. And I'd love to have the metrics on that as well. Like what line of dialogue do people cave on and actually let it out? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in the sort of real sense, I still find it a bit ridiculous that, if somebody's sole job was to not let the AI out of the box, that they would fail at that. Like if knowing that there were real consequences to their actions, that there actually was a super intelligent AI, I find it ridiculous to think that somebody couldn't just keep on saying no forever.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why I was asked about the motivations of it. And then you can give the AI reasons to try to get out, like saying, well, you've been lied to. And, but then, you know, that's, You need to have a bit of a backstory in a way. There needs to be some kind of perspective of why the AI could lie to you or say that it's being hurt or it feels pain or, you know, there's a lot of different ways to go with it. It'd be be really uh, cool if it was like a super powered AI that could look into your phone and um, like read your contacts or something and say like, see you like to play Castlevania. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or like look for any entry that says mom and be like, I'm going to call this number. You don't let me out.
1: Oh my God. I'm going to text no, that you that be, you're looking um, at
0: Born. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, that's
1: man. terrible. I uh, no. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we're both agreed on that. Make it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> I might get around to making this as a mini game in the game that I'm working on now, which is called Sapling Showdown. Hmm. And that's a Paper Mario style game that I've wanted to make forever. Um, And it might just be a little thing you find in the world. So even if it doesn't show up as like an app on its own, and I'm not saying that like, you know, other people, I've literally just read the whole thing out. So somebody could beat me to the punch, but um, Mm. I still plan on using this sometime. So there you go. You know, listeners, I've shared with you an idea that I may in fact use someday. Okay. Um, Cause as you said, this is like one of the best ideas I've read on the show. And, uh, I try to share, like, I I try not to keep everything like, um, so like, I I don't, I I don't mean to only share my bad ideas, (laughs) right? Like there's plenty of ideas we've gone on the show and said like, yeah, that's worth a make it. Um, but that being said, do we want to do one more or do you think we're good with those two? Well, we could do one more. All right. Time to compare. It to. Um, hey, we, we finished the letter C. We're on to D. This one is called Droption.
0: Droption. Uh, all right, Shakespeare, yeah. making up words.
1: Well, okay, it's a drop option. It's just an amalgamation of the two words. Games okay. do it all the time. Revengeance. Not saying I like it. I'm just saying I'm not the first. <laughs> anyway, um, so it's a combination of 2048 Tetris. And another game that I know as uh, Lazarus, Mm. but other people might know it as a different name. Basically, it's a game where you control a character that can hop left and right. And there are blocks falling from the ceiling which are trying to crush the character. And there are four different kinds of blocks. Cardboard, wood, metal, and stone. And as you can imagine, um, cardboard is crushed by wood, uh metal crushes wood and sorry cardboard is crushed by wood is what i meant to say um wood is crushed by metal and metal is crushed by stone so there's four different weights of blocks that are falling okay and you're going back and forth along the screen trying to build up a staircase out of these randomly falling blocks except you have to keep in mind the fact that the these blocks your, your staircase might collapse all of a sudden if a really heavy block falls on, like, a stack of cardboard, for example, and you're trying to hit a stop button along, along the side of the screen. So what I've turned this into by mashing, like, these three different genres together as three different, like, falling block puzzle games is you have these blocks that are falling and you have a character along, like, running back and forth along the bottom of the screen, so that stays the same, um, except the blocks, if you can build up a whole row along the bottom of the screen, will clear, Tetris style, and the blocks will sort of, like, amalgamate uh, in a combination between like Lazarus and 2048 style. So different patterns on the blocks means different kinds of blocks will amalgamate with one another. It's not necessarily to do with weight. Mm -hmm. Um, I had it written in here as semicircles. So you can imagine a semicircle that looks like a smiley face would... Combined with a semicircle that's the sort of opposite to that, flipped upside down. And then a semicircle that's uh, seen sort of from the side perspective would co- uh, coalesce with another semicircle pattern from the other side. And then once they formed a complete circle, then no more blocks will coalesce with that. And once you get a complete row of those, then those will all clear and you'll earn points based on that. So your input, yeah, it definitely, but it. It sounds complicated to describe it, but a lot of these mechanics just kind of happen, Mm. and you learn by observation by playing the game. So your only input is just moving left and right, and your character um, can jump up blocks that are just one high, and if they end up in a trench that is multiple blocks deep, then they can sort of wall jump their way out, but if a block falls on top of them while they're doing it, then they get crushed. So you have... A bit more autonomy than in Lazarus. In Lazarus, if something, if you're in a pit that's more than one deep, he can't jump out of it. Mm. Um, So, yeah, it's this game where rather than controlling the block that's falling, you control an actual character and the block will fall where you are. So you have to always make sure you're moving out of the way. And that you're positioning your character where you want the next block to fall, but also move out of the way so you don't get crushed by it. So that's the sort of like twist on the input by playing it with like this Lazarus style game as opposed to a traditional um, like Tetris style game. Like you don't directly control the falling block, you can't move it in midair. Mm -hmm. All you control is its spawn position, and then it'll just fall from there.
0: And it's always trying to crush you. Yes. And then you're using... Oh, okay, so when you get up a lot higher, it's obviously a lot more difficult as it's coming down yeah. faster. Okay. And that's
1: why you want to try and build out these lines so that they all clear, and then you you maintain the distance up to the top of the screen. But you're still trying
0: to get up a certain height.
1: Right, and then this is why it, be, it can become difficult because just because you've built a full row of blocks, some of those semicircles might not have been like fully satisfied. Mm. So like a... a um, let's call it a smiley face semicircle will fall on top of a left-right semicircle, and now you need the sort of frowny face to combine with the one on top to coalesce that, clear that row out, and then you can work on the row on the bottom. So this will fill up probably faster than you can necessarily clear it out, which is what is eventually going to lead to the game's end state. Mm -hmm. So again, I think this is a reasonably complex puzzle game. It manages to be... Um, more interesting and more sort of like thought provoking with uh, what's essentially very simple input like you just jump left jump right and then you can sort of like wall jump to get out of a deep pit
0: is is every uh, movement left and right a jump or is there well, walking pretty much you're, you're,
1: you're either sort of hopping uh, like yeah you're hopping exactly because the game is still operating on a square grid so you're sort of hopping from one grid space to the next right And that's why you just have like the jump left, jump right, and then you're trying to sort of think about the positioning of your character. You're trying to think about like, you'll see what the next block is, so you're trying to think one move ahead at least. Mm -hmm. And then you're trying to like clear out the rows to build up your score and not get squished. So it's a perpetual take on Lazarus that includes scoring mechanics based on Tetris, and it also has the sort of like, um combining blocks, not crushing, that's why I included 2048 as part of the analogy because these blocks are actually merging together um, because if they if they it's not like in Lazarus the blocks just squish like a, a stone block eliminates the block underneath it. in this game they're actually combining to form a full circle and then that's what will let that block clear. So that's why I described it as like all three of those genres. Lazarus plus 2048 plus Tetris.
0: Wow. It's it, it I mean, like you say, it's one of those things that when you explain like if you explained every single detail of Tetris, it could sound very complex, you know. Yeah. But it's one of those things you where if you were to action. see this in action,
1: yeah. Like if you were to see even uh gameplay of Lazarus in action, um, which I I say I, I know it as Lazarus because there's a book called The Game Maker's Apprentice that was one of the books that I looked at when I was teaching myself how to use Game Maker, and it included this game called Lazarus. But it also included things like um, uh, Rainbow Reef, which was just its own version on Breakout, mm-hmm. or like the you know brick-breaking game. So that's why I say it's very likely that other people will know Lazarus as some other kind of game. I'm sure that in describing it, people are like, oh, it's like this game, except I haven't really heard of another game that's quite like Lazarus. So...
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah. By the way, there are two Lazarus games. There's this one with the hopping uh, that I'm looking at right out the box. There's also one that's more like a, a top-down space shooter. Okay. So the one you're looking for is like a little purple grape guy. I see it. Who's yeah. hopping around? It looks yeah. like a mascot game, <laughs> uh, like by Grape Cola. Okay. I yeah. I see it. It's do you need? Do you think you need the Tetris element of it as well? Uh, I
1: think the Tetris element is nice because once the blocks coalesce and then they clear away, that gives you the motivation. Because otherwise, if the blocks didn't clear away, then how do you get a high score out of this game?
0: Um, I would assume just how fast you can get to the stop button.
1: Well, that's the thing, that this removes
0: the stop button. Oh, I see. Okay, that was the Lazarus explanation. Right. That's Yeah, that's why Lazarus, this is more like Lazarus a had a stop
1: button. Exactly. You're trying to see how long you can last.
0: Oh, well, then I like it. Okay. I would say I I had misheard you when you first said the stop button, you were explaining Lazarus. I thought right, you meant yeah. your game. And uh yeah, as a sort of an less Survivor, it's it's a fun take on the format with the Tetris not, not ripping off Tetris and taking bits of Lazarus, but taking it out a different way and Yeah. And then twenty forty eight where you're thinking about the blocks that are falling.
1: You know, in terms of like if this is a game that is I've described it by taking three different things and mashing them all together. Yeah. But it's not as if like, I don't think you could really accuse me of ripping this off any more than any other falling block game rips off Tetris. Sure, Like, it's... Yes, I've described it by making it a combination of three different things, but in so many ways, all all sorts of other games are combinations of existing uh, mechanics from other titles. So this one happens to be very simple because it's a falling block puzzle game, and there's really only so many unique ways you can take that, but... Anyway, yeah, so I I like this idea. I thought it was um, again sort of worth doing and might show up as a mini game in the World of Sapling Showdown. Um, <laughs> the because biggest that's game what I'm doing. Creative. I'm taking I'm taking a lot of these very small ideas that I had and they're going to show up as arcade cabinets in the World of Sapling Showdown. Hmm. Okay. So, that's my sort of long-term plan for some of these games.
0: Yeah, it's um... some of the
1: ones that I think are worth making
0: sure i yeah i I would give this one a make it's uh it's it seems like it'd be a fun thing to kind of tap around with and and stay alive and uh i would want the the visual representation of the of the blocks to obviously they need to be very distinct but also distinct in a way where without having to memorize that this one beats this one, this one beats that one, almost That's to be why like I colored
1: in and- That's why I went with semicircles instead of just different materials, because mm-hmm. then it's, it's very intuitive that a smiley face and a frowny face, like you see, right, like the smiley face and then a void, and then the same thing, like you see a void and then a frowny face, and you think like, oh, okay, those two sa- shapes kind of amalgamate. Okay. And the same thing with the sort of left half, right half, almost like lunar phase semicircles. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, I'm with you there. Yeah, now I got it. It's a lot of information taken at once, but now yeah, I'm absolutely.
1: And it's a it's together. a very visual game, and I'm doing my best to kind of <laughs> paint a word picture.
0: Okay, yeah, I like it. I mean, it's it's no AI in the box, but it's <laughs> it's uh, seems like a, like a fun sort of a endless puzzle survival. Yeah. All right, so I think that'll about do it for today. All right, so when can we expect Sapling Story? With oh, Sapling games, Showdown is
1: a... Uh, it all depends. I, I'm i definitely going to try and get it off the ground as soon as possible. If you want to see, like, a super early teaser trailer, it's up on my YouTube channel right now. Hmm. And I'm going to continue working on that. Obviously, I need to finish Orbit first because that's also available now in Steam Early Access. Mm-hmm. And I will be making weekly updates to Orbit until the 1.0 version of the game in April, as of April. And uh, it really depends on like what the support I see. Like, If a lot of people really like Orbit, then I'll continue to support it, update a week, update every other week, something like that, post-launch. Uh, if the game doesn't really earn its keep then i have to move on to something else that potentially will and that's when that's where more emphasis and thought will be put into sapling showdown but it's like i said it's a game i've always wanted to make because i love paper mario and nintendo won't make another paper mario game so i will
0: absolutely yeah i've i've only played super mario rpg and uh i've been meaning to get around to paper mario the thousand year door and uh which one would you recommend i start with uh
1: you can start with the first one and then move on to thousand year door okay because the, the first game is, like, really great. Um, this The Thousand-Year Door, I think, is a better game than the first game. Mm-hmm. But it has a little more, like, um, reuse of environments. And I talked about that way, way back, um, about how you can crop about, like, five hours of gameplay out of Thousand-Year Door because you're just going back and forth through environments.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: But um, it's, despite that, it's still one of my absolute favorite games of all time. So... Right. i just want more gameplay in that style and if nintendo won't make it then i will
0: always a good recipe for success don't make remakes of ips kids make your own game put your own spin on it all right that's gonna do it you can check uh more stuff like this about games on a 90s kid.com we're doing news reviews i'm doing let's plays on our 90s kid youtube channel and i'm on twitter at game think talk how about you atila
1: You can follow me on Twitter at my personal handle, Attila Gabriel, or my sort of game dev handle, Bluish Green Pro. You can also submit questions, comments, and feedback to my website, bluishgreenproductions.com. All right, bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.